pleasure recently, Tex, of uh, of watching the original Adams Family um, oh, nice. TV show because of Amazon Prime and stuff. Uh, it's a good thing to put on that way the kids stay off this fucking YouTube shit. I just, I just <laughs> put on some Adams Family, right? And um, because of Freeform and stuff, that channel that Disney owns, I think they've been also giving Adams Family a lot too, right? So I was like watching the old version watching the new version and i'm still fucking curious how the hell did they make their fucking money so these guys this whole family lives in this huge fucking mansion right? oh okay like, <laughs> i it, thought you meant the show like how the people in the show make no money. no I was like, fuck yeah, that. it's, that's not it's adam's family of, of course it's uh <laughs> it's more of a long lines like how did the adam's family make their fortune Right, because so, they have this huge fucking house, right, with a huge plot of land. In the movie, in the movie, I believe they have more land than they do in the old TV show. So right. we'll talk about the movie since everybody is more familiar with that. So we know they have this huge fucking mansion, right? They have this huge plot of land where they have a cemetery for their like old family, right? And then they have a, this garden, and I think they had a maze or something too, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a maze and like a pretty fancy house, like quite elaborate. When Dude, you really think about it's, it. It was huge, and then nowhere, and and both movies, right? Both Adam's Family Values and the original Adam's Family movie have always um, talked about money and um, uh, an investor wanting their money and these cons wanting their money. And I'm like, That's true. And I'm like, where did this fucking money come from? It's it's obvious that Gomez is like a war criminal or something. It's got to be like some shady dealings that we you know, like just never get talked about. Yeah, it's it's real like old money. Yes, style, right. Where, where it's like you know somewhere someone in that family has done some dirty shit. There's some money. bodies there, buried there somewhere, some with bodies a, somewhere with an answer, like, right? Someone got buried with paperwork. So. Apparently, right? Um, according to this uh, fictional's, like, mm-hmm. I found this like a fictional Forbes article list, right? So apparently, the character is purported to be descended from Castilian royalty and British aristocracy, which would ac- yeah, which would account for the inheritance portion, and then the other side of the money comes from lucky investing and one example given is a swamp that he bought for scenic value that turned out to have massive oil deposits another is a mummified hand he bought at a flea market that turned out to be from an egyptian pharaoh so uh, yeah okay. right so according to this forbes article right this fake forbes article he's worth about two billion u.s dollars <laughs> wow so so they basically got that family got lucky investing in weird shit dude okay yes and this explains all the cool fucking artifacts you uh, you see in their house i was telling my wife i'm like it looks like fucking jumanji exploded inside their house <laughs> yeah because you know what comes to mind almost instantly is like uh when they submitted that little uh, what was it? That little dragon finger trap for yes. the auction? Yeah, that was. Great. And I'm like, that's like made out of gold. And like they they even said it on there themselves. It, yeah, like, it yeah. it was from a legit like Chinese dynasty, right? The Ming yeah. dynasty or something like that. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was mad expensive. Yeah, Very expensive. So I, it took me a couple of days. I did some digging. So not and, and I found that answer. I'm pretty satisfied with that answer. But like that explains all the crazy like artifacts, all the crazy um rooms they have it's like a fucking they have trap rooms in the houses um yeah. they have uh like all these crazy elaborate 
artifacts and it's fucking great like legit i was t- i was like thinking i was like huh this could this universe can well exist in the jumanji universe man because it's yeah. so out there and like it would definitely fit it'd be cool to see a jumanji adams family kind of thing with the game right in the middle of it that'd be dope yeah because you know wednesday and pugsley would be really into playing it like that the family would just be really oh, absolutely into it. oh speaking of family you know that uh i also found out that morticia is a witch Oh, so that it, you know what though? I kind of wish I didn't know that. <laughs> why, why? I've always like, I mean, like um, the old show has like uh, their own Morticia, but uh, so of course mine and many Morticia Adams is uh, Angelica Houston. Honestly, the one and only, because yeah. like it, like the old one can't even compare. Yeah, because like it, especially with like the lighting trick they did, so that she always looks like she's like gorgeous, glowing. It's yeah, she always gorgeous. just look like it's classic like nineteen twenties lighting. Yeah, this very it's like a, it's that noir kind yeah. of like movie lighting that just focuses on her her features on her face, like the eyes, yeah. and nose, and lips. And she stuff. gets she gets like the Marilyn Monroe treatment in like every shot, and it's kind of it's it's perfect. Like it's one of those small details that like can easily be overlooked but it's something they didn't need to do but they did and i always just thought she was just like you know a mysterious woman yeah like i i I, I wasn't thinking like mystical stuff but i mean i guess it makes it it makes a little sense you know yeah because i thought gomez was just a weird dude and she was just a weird lady and and they're into s&m and shit right like yeah and they just found each other you know (laughs) but i guess uh I mean, okay. You know, also uh, something I I'm really confused about. Like, why is it that both you know theatrical films um, they always center around Fester and how like brainwashed he was or something? You, remember, remember the first one was with that his fake mother, right? Yeah, yeah. And then the second one was uh, with Joan Cusack uh, and the baby. Yeah. And, like, you her know, marriage. What the fuck is up with that, man? I don't understand, because he got the video game, too. It was, like, um, it was really bad. It was, like, Fester's Revenge or something oh, like that. Oh, that sounds terrible. I'm glad I, no, <laughs> I had no recollection or knowledge of that until now. Yeah, that's a good point. Why Fester? And, Fester's- and, and yeah, uh, um, Fester is one of the coolest characters. But then the movie makes him seem very, like, you know... Like, he, he comes off very bad in both movies, honestly. Yeah, he comes off like a real jerk. And it's a total waste of... Um, of Christopher uh, Lloyd. Yes, it's a total waste total of Christopher waste. Lloyd. And I'm, uh, like, I guess maybe they did it to, like, make Raul Julia, you know, shine as well as uh, Angelica Houston. You know what I mean? Be- yeah, because that's the other thing, too. Because on the other hand, like, I, I don't mind that we got that, you know? Yeah, I, I don't mind that either, but... It's funny how the cartoon and the and the classic TV show depict Fester as just like this guy who's just like the crazy uncle, right? But then the movies depict him as like this dude who's been brainwashed. He's weak minded. He's always causing trouble. It's like I don't like I I, I don't really appreciate that about the movies. But um, it I guess it seems to I don't know what other story they can concoct. That have would- you have you seen the new one? No, um, I'm actually going to take the kids uh, to watch it this weekend. So hmm. I'm wondering how they handled it. Me too. I'm curious about that. Only to, uh, I'll let you know uh, when we talk next time. <laughs> See how that is. But uh, welcome, folks, 
to episode nine, I believe this is, of uh, yes. of The Morgue, the official Corpse Feed podcast. And with me is my most awesome buddy, Nick Valdez of comicbook.com, a.k.a. Tex. What's up, Tex? Howdy, everybody. And uh, I am Arturo Padilla, uh, the guy behind the corpse. Um, and welcome, guys, uh, to this fun conversation. Uh, tonight, uh, we're going to talk about Halloween, but uh, mm-hmm. the Halloween movie franchise, to be specific. But before we get there... Um, I saw a couple of things I'd like to talk about. Um, the first one um, being one that I was surprised with, actually. Um, and that being uh, Zombieland 2, a double tap. Wow, okay. Yeah, I was, um, I, I, I'm on record um, at talking shit about it um, <laughs> yeah. for the last several <laughs> weeks. Um, and um, I saw it and I was pleasantly surprised. Um, they took the approach of it being very self-aware that it is going to be a campy affair. Um, and they've went with it. Like, okay. It, it totally went with it and it worked um, because I was concerned as to what the hell they're going to talk about um, this whole time uh, because what else can you really do, you know? But they focused on them. They actually explained a little bit about what they've been up to pretty much. And um, they as well brought in a couple of things that made the story interesting. They um, figured out a way to categorize the zombies, right? Um, Okay. You had your Homer, right? Which was like this ridiculous dumb zombie, right? Um, And then you had the second one. What was the second fucking category? Um, The zombie that... um, Fuck, I totally forgot what they categorize it as. But they found a way to categorize the zombies, um, giving them a bit more life and character behind them, which is cool. You had one that was uh, like a super zombie that like learned how to hunt because of all the time being out there. And they just adapted. Um, but the story is actually really cool. Um, like I said, it has a, a B-movie camp to it, which is actually pretty cool. Um, they... Uh, Brought in some supporting characters like Rosario Dawson, which was really awesome. Um, mm-hmm. They brought Luke Wilson in uh, for a scene, um, which was also really awesome. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised with all the characters. I thought also I was going to get tired of Emma Stone's character and uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character. But they managed to kind of throw some life into them. And I was surprised how good it was. Yeah, um, the- yeah, because uh, I'm probably going to mix this up. But uh, it's the script, and, and it's directed by the. I think it's the scriptwriter behind Venom and the director of Deadpool Two, or maybe vice versa. Either way, like those those are two movies that like uh, clearly like understood like camp and tone. That explains it. You know what? That totally explains it, man. Because um, when you guys get a chance to watch it, I wouldn't pay for it, honestly. Um, I, I would, yeah, so so it's like a wait for it? You definitely wait for it. You watch it on like a Sunday afternoon at home, just fine. Um, but when, I'll, I'll wait till it's like on, on like sci-fi one year. Yeah, no, something. dude, absolutely. Like, don't waste your time going out for it. But um, just know when you do watch it, it's not a waste of time. Okay. Um, yeah, which is great. And one of the best parts, honestly, one of the best parts about that movie was uh, – this one scene because they populate, they find a way to get into the White House, um, and they have a very cool um, sequence where they're like pretty much mowing down zombie after zombie on the way to the White House. The action in the movie was actually pretty awesome, um, nice. and uh, one of the most memorable things in that movie was 
Um, Woody Harrelson, of course, declaring himself the president, right? He (laughs) he signs a presidential pardon with the name Wesley Snipes on it. And I thought that was just fucking awesome. Um, That's good. And it shows you you the kind of tone they had with the movie if they threw that in there. Being that, if you guys didn't know, Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson, White Man Can't Jump, you know, Money Train. So Yeah, yeah, they they go way back. It's that's awesome. That's a joke they didn't need to put in. Yeah, dude, I really appreciated that. And we all know Wesley Snipes didn't pay his taxes so he he needed that part in hardcore <laughs> yeah and you know that's all good like i hey taxes are lame so yeah taxes are super lame um, yeah i'll uh, go on record with that yeah absolutely um and now uh onto a, a more a serious movie um i had a chance to um catch the lighthouse the other day uh that's the movie uh the second movie from the director of the witch which was one of my favorite horror movies like to date um right. Lighthouse, you saw the trailer and you didn't know what to expect. Um, and just prepare to watch the movie and still not know what to expect. Um, so, like, what kind of movie is it? All right. Like, so, it definitely feels like an old school horror movie. Um, a, okay. a very, it has a Lovecraftian kind of tone to it. Um, it's about these two, uh, I guess they're sailors, you can call them. I'm not sure if, um, they're actual sailors, but they're, they're, uh, Two gentlemen who um, are hired to uh, to look after the lighthouse, um, and they have shifts and stuff like that. So they interchange with people. The first scene shows them arriving on this on this island with the lighthouse, and then the previous shift leaving that island. Um, so it has this very um, old school tone to it. It looks fantastic because they do the black and white right. Um, I'm personally not a big fan of black and white movies. They kind of make me go to sleep. Um, but this one, they found a way to film it in black and white where it looks vibrant. The blacks are super dark and rich, um, and the grays look very awesome. Filmmaking wise, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? But it's, it seems like it was done more just to kind of, you know, blow your load on a filmmaking kind of dream binge, you know? Um, it feels like a director who I know from hearing a podcast, um, with him, um, he's very into the old school horror stuff, the old school filmmaking styles. Um, the movie is shot entirely in 35 millimeter. So, um, all you get is just the box, you know, and it's, uh, besides it looking fantastic, a Willem Dafoe is absolutely great in the movie. Um, and Robert Pattinson is also really solid. So the acting is great. The filmmaking is great, but where they lost me is story. Um, right. The story is it, it. It's not really confusing. You just don't know what's going on. Like it, right. there's no end game. You know what I mean? There's no goal. Um, there's no like conventional plot because that's the thing. Like, um, like you, you and I, uh, we've I, we haven't talked about this on the show, but like we're both fine with like artsy movies. Yes, you know because because that's the thing. Like uh, we can. We can both appreciate like a, a well crafted movie yes. in general because you know th- th- it's art. Like we, it, like you said last time when talking about like the Marvel stuff, like it's still cinema. And even though like it may be nonsensical, like I, there there's a a vision there. Exactly. But that that's the other thing. Like you need to have some ties to reality, some ties to logic in order for it to work. Yeah. Um, also. You need to have a point, you know what I mean? Like a, yeah. a, a trajectory. For instance, uh, Mandy, 
with Nicolas Cage, super art house, right? Like it, it looks visually awesome, but at least like you had a story there. You know what I mean? There was a, it, it was a simple revenge story. This guy's, you know, woman was killed and he's out for revenge. End of story. You knew where there was going. There was going to be a boss battle. You know what I mean? So, yes, it was artsy-fartsy, um, but at least it had a simple idea and trajectory where to take you. Um, in The Witch, for example, let's talk about The Witch since um, uh, it, yeah, it, it is it's his first It's the movie. same director. Yeah, it's the same director. It's uh, uh, The Witch is a very slow burn, but there's an end in sight and there's like there's a timeline for you to follow and um events and a sequence of events that happen to lead to the ending um in the lighthouse it, it's also a slow burn a little bit more on the boring side because it's just two guys a lot of dialogue and it doesn't have an end in sight you know mm, okay. uh, yeah so i i I personally, I believe I, um, I think I give it a five. To be honest with you, and right, my just right in the middle, um, and yeah. yeah, my reviews because everything looked great. the The performances, Willem Dafoe was fucking awesome. Willem Dafoe definitely, I think, in my opinion, stole this movie. Like the performances are great, and visually it looks good. But it's like we just said, you can throw me, you know, everything you want, but if it doesn't make sense plot wise, it's not gonna be good. Um, and right. and that's where I stand. I want to give Robert Eggers, um, you know, a pass on this one, a sophomore slump. I know he had a lot of pressure on him, especially since uh, The Witch was so successful. Um, so I'm gonna give him, you know, a little pass on this because it seemed like he it was like a passion project, honestly, the way um it came to be. But I would definitely urge against watching it, um, if you're not a horror person. Um, cause you, you're, you're not going to like it. And if you did like it, you know, good for you. But, um, right. yeah, I, I would stay away from lighthouse, honestly. Um, but, uh, how about you text? Have you seen anything recently? That's cool. Yeah. Man. Uh, we, we actually spoke about, uh, the tree horse, uh, tree horse, a uh, tree house of horror <laughs> segments <laughs> from the Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, since we last spoke, the, 30th uh, Treehouse of Horror premiered, and it's actually episode 666. That's of the right. We overall. spoke about the number of the Beast episode. How was that? Oh, man. I wish it were better. Oh. Uh, it, yeah, it starts off like super good. Uh, there's the opening sequence is like uh, Possessed Maggie, and there's a lot of good laughs in it. Oh, that sounds and, good. Yeah. And it eventually leads to, like, um, Ned, Marge, and Homer getting skewered to form, like, the three X's. And, like, it, so, like, it, it, it started off good, especially because there's a good Ned joke in there where he's like, am I going to kill a kid today? Because <laughs> he was, like, all against the devil baby and all that stuff. And he's like, am I going to kill a kid? And then Rod and Todd get, like, possessed and turn into, like, like little hipster kids. And he's like, I guess I'm digging three graves today. <laughs> <laughs> and we've also said before, if you're going to kill kids, kill kids, right? Exactly. You got to go for it, man. Yeah. And, like, it got a legitimate laugh out of me. But then, like, it stopped being a horror show after that. Like, uh, a big problem in, like, the recent Treehouse of Horrors is that they just do movie parodies. And... There's one that's like a Stranger Things parody. The last one is Shape of Water, which is oh, just... A, it, that's a weird pull. Yeah. Like, at least the Stranger Things one, like, it's it's novel, I guess, because there are some funny Stranger Things jokes in there. Like, the 80s stuff. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's, it's one of those where just, like, it really... 
it's really disappointing, especially considering it's six six six, you know, and yeah. and we we've discussed the Treehouse of Horrors before, and like the older ones, a lot of the old ones have like so much bite to them, like they're little horror stories where people die all the time, and people die in these new ones, but it's like it it just it's just not the same, you know. It, it's it's definitely like the. There are some good jokes that tell me that people wrote like the people have ideas for these things, but it's just something some a little edge was missing. I wanted a little more edge. I got you, but yeah, it's like I said last time we, we spoke um, that the quality of, of their writing has definitely dwindled throughout the years. Yeah, and like it's it's one of those things where like the opening segment was so good i was really hyped because like i was laughing like that ned joke really killed me like i was i was done and then (laughs) i was like that's it was they earned it i was like that's a good fucking joke and this is after like some good gags of maggie being fucking possessed some good omen gags and stuff like that and then after that then you get a stranger things parody you get one where homer dies and like goes in other bodies through like tinder i don't know it's really what it's just no well yeah he god or saint peter gives him a phone because he's like oh you weren't supposed to die today so here's a replacement body and point is it's just i wish i just wish it it had more bite and then like at the end of the episode it's pretty cool because you know it says um they do a cool graphic celebrating like that it's episode 666 yeah and with that graphic, you see, like, little clips of all the Treehouse of Horror so far. And it just reminds you of, like, all the good ones that they've done already. <laughs> and it's like, you're never going to get, like, the zombie one again. You're never going to get where, like... The one, the, with the, cr- oh, the one with the cafeteria. Remember that one? Yes, Nightmare lady? Cafeteria. That was awesome. Nightmare- I love that one. Yeah, Nightmare Cafeteria is one of my favorites. And it's an original. And, <laughs> like, and stuff like... And even the old, like, I guess they ran out of the good movies or good things to parody. Because remember, they've done, like, The Shinning. And they've done, the like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Shining? You want to get sued? Yeah, like... Uh, and I guess uh, it's just a, a, a reflective of a larger problem, I guess, with horror movies now. Where it's like the genre changes, right? Yeah. So, you... I mean, we spoke about that in depth where I... Uh, I was talking about how a lot of horror movies now are including other genres into it, um, whether it's comedy or action or a thriller right. or a, or mystery. Like they, um, it's a it's a necessity. Um, it's it's tougher in comedy because you're trying to be funny, but as well you're trying to grab some stuff from you know some serious movies and trying right. to be funny. It, and it doesn't work as well. And it's also also we have to also think about the fact that The Simpsons has been around for fucking ever. Yeah, that's why I'm like. But then again, Arturo, like just like two seasons ago, they had a really good Halloween episode. It was like uh, it was called Halloween Horror, and it was about like uh, Lisa and Homer, and they like she was scared of like his Halloween decorations, and then they get home invaded by like some. Some guys who worked at one of like the spirit Halloween stores that Homer pissed off, and like that's what I'm saying. Like they have good ideas. Like that one was a good episode in general, and it, that's what I mean. Like it's there when it. That's why like I still want to defend it. It's 30 years, but I, when they when they're good, they can be good. Yeah, you know, you know what? And um, I was I was hoping I was hoping they would be good, and you know what what can you do? This is a. Uh 
a perfect segue into something that also has been around for a while. A franchise has been around for a good long time. Um, there are some duds. There's some bangers in there. Um, <laughs> uh, right now, it's on. It's on a come up for sure. Um, and that's, oh yeah. And that's the Halloween franchise. Um, I was actually watching the Rob Zombie version the other day. You know, we, we I spoke about this last time that he kind of wanted to do some original stuff, but then it, it felt like he was forced to do like pretty much an exact copy of the first one. Um, but uh, just uh, just a quick side note, Rob Zombie, like he, I swear he's like the white trash Tarantino. Um, <laughs> I, I was I was watching the scene. In that movie where um, Forsyth, you know, he was the, the the fucking asshole stepdad that Michael Myers had when he was young, and just the back mm-hmm. and forth, like talking and 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 um, and dialogue, definitely resembles something that Tarantino would do. But if you again, if you Southern fried it up like freaking zombie does with everything, it's definitely like reminiscent of like a white trash uh, a white trash Tarantino. But um, but yeah, but with, with the Halloween franchise, we, like I said, we have a long history. Um, believe what it was the first one was in 1978, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, since then, we've had many iterations of Michael Myers and where he came from and his origins and. And all that stuff. But what we really want to talk about as well, besides we're going to sprinkle in a little bit of the of the in-between Myers, um, not including Season of the Witch, because that was weird um, that they would even call that a Halloween movie. But there's uh, Michael Myers 4, 5, and 6 we'll talk about in a little bit. But I just want to talk about the main arc right now um, where we got a Halloween movie um, several years back, a couple years ago actually, with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, it was continuing the story 40 years after of the original. Oh, yeah. It was just last year, Terry. It was last year. Yeah. See, so much stuff. So much stuff has happened since then. Yeah, that was that was just last year. You you said like a couple years ago. I'm yeah. sorry. Like I don't mean to throw you off. No, it's that fine. threw me uh, off. Yeah, yeah. I was. <laughs> it's so much has happened, Arturo. Yeah, it's so much wild. has happened. You know why? Like I thought it was a, a bit longer than that because they've all of a sudden have two more in the works. Yes, and that's why I was like, oh, it wasn't even. It just felt like more time had passed before they greenlit those two. But as you as you reminded me, it was just last year. So these guys are in full blown like you know back to back sequels. I think too, they're talking about filming, right? Yes, it's uh, ho- titled Halloween Kills, and the third one is Halloween Ends. So they are doing a back to back to like kind of round out this new trilogy as like a new like. Um, yeah, the trilogy Basically essentially, like right? a, Yeah, new like part three, part four kind of. Because this return one, like you were just uh, talking about, it, is like another Halloween 2. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so the, the remake. So, all right. So there's – all right. People are going to confuse with this stuff because there's, there's <laughs> two part twos. Y- y- well – there's now it's three part twos if you want to like oh yeah three three part twos yes you have the original part two which -hmm. took place in the hospital and we all know the infamous stabbing of the of the eyes and the bleeding of the eyes um there's the rob zombie halloween part two which he legit made laurie strode into an insane asylum uh patient um and then there's the 
most recent part two, which is the one that we're taking as canon now, um, which is a direct follow-up 40 years after of the original Halloween. Right. Um, so there's three part twos in this Halloween franchise. Um, and we're going to be graced with a part three and a part four and that newer um, – and that newer reboot, um, which I'm I'm pretty excited about. I'm just fucking curious how he lived, um, right? Because it, it looked pretty definitive. It looked right? pretty final, um, yeah. and I was okay with that because I think we spoke about this when we first saw it. That it felt final, you know. What I mean, like I'm and 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 I even said that I was good with yeah. You know what I mean, it's a solid part two. Like, it's a solid, like reboot, and I guess like that's the part that they're gonna keep going, where it's like you can. The, the idea was that, you know, trauma gets passed down through generations and eventually, like, I, I, I don't mind. I'm pretty sure they're going to phase out Laurie in, like, part two or part three and then make it about the daughters. And yeah, because that's why they right. get so much. That's why they get so much development in in this new one, because it's it, the whole thing is like she was messed up. And she passed on those traumas to her children, to her daughter and, her, and then her granddaughter. Yep. Right. And so that's what I mean. Like, it, I, I can probably see them phasing, you know, the older generations out. And then part by part three, it's it's just like the granddaughter, you know, and it, it would make sense considering that, like, the original it's like Lori just kind of got thrown into it. And, you know, her daughter and her granddaughter are just kind of thrown into this whole thing, too. So um, and that's why the ending of. That's why the ending of the new one felt so finite is just because like it, it felt so conclusive because it's like the three generations of the people who were affected by him like now can stand against him together. Yeah, and 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 then they won. A great you know? ex- a great uh, example of that was that final s- shot where he's trapped in the basement, right, with the fire going on. He's, he's right. about to get burned alive, and then you had all three generations just staring down at him, kind of like, "Hey, we won this one. That's it. Like, you know, goodbye." Yeah. And then, like, the actual ending was the horror movie ending, where it's like she, uh, you know, it starts zooming in on the granddaughter, and it's like, oh, no, she's carrying their trauma, right? It's like, oh, no, her generation's ruined, too. <laughs> but that's that's just horror movies. That is like, horror, horror movies yeah. always have, like, a little bleak little thing at the end. So that's why I was with you, Arturo. When when they announced the part two and part three, essentially, for these, this new trilogy, it especially with one called Halloween Ends, so... That's what I'm curious. Like, like I, th- I thought it ended last year when it yeah, came out. Yeah, I thought this one ended it right. So I, I, I I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold out hope that they they had a plan from the beginning. Like this was a trilogy they had planned, but they made the first one, and if it worked out, they were like, "Cool, let's yeah, do these other two. I I'm in the same boat as you are, man. I am hoping they actually have a blueprint for where this is gonna go. I don't right. want it to feel unnecessary. It was great to see. Myers back on screen and done right. I don't want that to kind of. Um, I don't want the filmmakers to OD and just throw us a bunch of shit. So I'm right. very curious as to how they're gonna um, how they're gonna um, execute the whole thing. Um, yeah, like what else can they do? How are they gonna like How are they gonna explain him living? Being that that house that Laurie Strode pretty much built was custom made to trap him there. Yeah, and. And the new movie, like, definitively also makes him a human being. 
Like, yeah, he's he is a monster of a human being, but he's also a human being. Yes. You know, it's not like before where he's like this legendary mo- like monster of a like a creature. Now he's just like a guy who really hates Laurie Strode now. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like um uh because in, in this newer version they completely um cut ties to any familial relations that they might have had. Right. Which is great, um, because it was very confusing as to how Lori was his his sister in the first place. Yeah, uh, it's it's very it's just much better just to be like, oh, it's just yeah. she's just a random person who fought back. Yeah, because even because even in um, let's talk about this for a minute. So, <laughs> Lori was supposed to be his sister originally. Yeah, right. I, I, I'm pretty sure that's what I've heard too. Right. Like, okay. So, yeah. in Rob Zombie's version, Laurie Strode is his niece, um, which makes sense uh, because the baby that he, you know, his his little sister is the mm-hmm. only one he spares in that massacre on that Halloween night. So Laurie Strode is his niece in the Rob Zombie version. He's an uncle. And then in this newer version, they completely say like, no, that was just bullshit. That was just um, a media sensationalism, according yeah, to the they, granddaughter. That, that was good. Like, it, you're going to laugh it off in universe, you know, but it's also it's also important information for the fans. Like, it's it that was... it. It did two things with one stone. It yeah. was very good writing. Yeah, and then, so this pretty much, in this newer version, it makes Myers a human, as you say. We see him, um, when we first see Myers, he's without his mask, without his overalls mm-hmm. or coveralls, as you say, um, and uh, he's in the insane asylum. And then when you find out that it's just that some guy, you know, um, yeah. you really, like, if you think about it, you're like, yo, wait a minute, this fucking guy has been obsessed, uh, you know what I mean, with Laurie Strode for the last 40 years. Ever since he laid eyes on her, like like he saw the perfect prey, you know, and, and, he, right. and he wanted that. And that's what he went out to venture for. And he's still to this day, he hasn't caught that perfect, you know, that perfect fish or the perfect prey, whichever metaphor you want to yeah, use. And but that was like, yeah. Honestly, it's it's more compelling. Yes. Like, it, yeah. Um, I I like the idea of just like it, he's not just like some monster who randomly kills. I do like that he's like a, a human who like an evil human who who just randomly kills. You know, because but that's the thing. Like in the new one too, I like how they he moved with purpose. Like every kill was for a purpose. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. He had um, it, it's it looked like he had a map. Right. Yeah. How to get from point A to point B, and if you're in that line of trajectory to point B, you're gonna get got. But yeah. if <laughs> if you're not in the way, you know you're good. And also, we have discussed that he has a soft spot for trick or treaters and babies. So he, unless um, they get in the way, as you saw with the kid who called the cops on him in, in the beginning, oh, you know, yep. that kid got deaded because he, you know, he got in my fucking way. So um, we know that, as you said, he has a purpose and he's killing with purpose and he's killing with a method that he's just, listen, like I have blinders on for only for Laurie Strode. 
And that is where I'm going. And if you get in the way of my blinders and I can see you and you're not Laurie Strode, you know, you're going to get taken care of. So that was really cool. And I like how you put that text where, you know, um, it gave them a purpose. You're absolutely right about that. And that was really cool the way they did it. And that's what's interesting about these two other movies. I'm pretty – like – we're both worried and hoping that like they have a framework and I'm guessing they do. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt because it was a double announcement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they, yeah. They, it was they were outright going. Yeah. They were like, it's kills and ends. The, and with the title, like Halloween ends, like you, you should have like an end point in mind. Right. Dude, like legit. Like I was kind of shocked to see that announcement. I thought it was some fan film or some fan art put out (laughs) there, some kind of theory bullshit. But legit, it was confirmed by Jamie Lee Curtis on the same day and then the movie studio itself. And I was like, holy shit, this is actually happening. Like, then not just one, we're getting two. But as I said, let's see what happens because I thought this fucker was dead. But um, uh, so you brought up a um, a good point how they made Myers into a human. Um, there was a point in time where Michael Myers was um, yes. more human than human, as the Rob Zombie song goes. Um, <laughs> and um, it was due in part to a lot of occult stuff. Um, if you're not aware of that, um, after Season of the Witch, which was Halloween 3, um, which actually, like, all in all, is not that terrible. It's a fun movie, but if it was a different title, it would have been it would have been a perfect like eighties B movie kind of shit. But because oh, okay. it because it was Halloween, it you expected Michael Myers in it, and it wasn't. It was about a, a mass company that was kind of putting in brainwashing like chips into the mask, and the mask would like yeah, melt their faces. It was faces. one of those things where like someone was definitely like that. Uh, that's a coke idea dude someone someone was definitely saying yo that's a fucking great idea man these masks (laughs) are gonna fucking kill these kids and melt their faces it's a party idea dude like that's you're that's when you're drinking with your buddies and you're like oh yo you should do this next they just wanted to keep the franchise alive you know what i mean yeah i guess they had to make a movie or they were gonna lose their rights or something it's it's a total spider-man situation oh yeah it's like like, oh oh, let's just make another one so we don't lose these rights to marvel again But um, but yeah, so so season of the witch uh, had nothing to do with the whole canon of Michael Myers. But then all of a sudden we get the return of Michael Myers. That was part four. Yes. This is when Daniel Harris came into the fold and it was introduced as Michael Myers's niece in uh, in this Halloween in this early on Halloween universe. So um, after part four comes the what was it? The Revenge of Michael Myers. So yeah. at the end of part four, um, Michael Myers is blown up with dynamite and all this stuff by the cops. Um, but he finds a pathway under – like he 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 ran it um, – jumped on a vehicle, right? And the vehicle went into like this ditch, which happened to be I think uh, like a cemetery or some shit like that. So he fell into this dug hole. Um, he was trapped there. The cops threw dynamite and supposedly thought they blew him up. But he found a way to tunnel himself out and, like, he threw himself into a river. So in part five, um, you see some hobo kind of, you know, sees him and, like, aids him and helps him to recovery, believe it or not. And then gets killed for his efforts, obviously. Um, so then you see this, like, there's undertones now of him being more human 
than he actually is. There's like cult stuff going on. There's runes being thrown about. There's a dude who's walking around in like a dark like trench coat and a, and, and a dark hat that keeps popping into the scenes in part five. It's it's real like Undertaker Jace. Like yeah, dude. <laughs> like black black cowboy boots, black trench coat, yeah. black hat. <laughs> Um, and he is out to get Michael Myers. He is the one who, in fact, saves Michael Myers at the end of part five, where Michael Myers, I think, was shot several times or something or other. Um, so this man in black is uh, the one responsible for taking him to this underground lair where they like pretty much revive him again. Um, and this leads us to part six. The Curse of Michael Myers, which is the one with Paul Rudd, right? Yes. Um, Paul Rudd's first movie, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the first major movie. And in this one, he even – Michael Myers even has a tattoo, bro. He has a tattoo of a rune on his wrist. And um, we also come across in the beginning of the film his niece again, um, Jamie, Daniel Harris's character, who is now um, an adult and pregnant. So now this cult wants – this this woman's baby because that's michael myers's bloodline so this is where this whole movie revolves around his bloodline and try and save this baby and try and keep this baby away from michael myers because he's he wants the baby now because he's he has a mission from this cult and it was very it's very confusing and i'm glad it ended with that um, but there was a dark time in that franchise where <laughs> it um it was headed towards a very weird territory. Yeah, like um, they started uh like like we just spoke about how what makes Michael Myers different from the other like just random killers is that yes. he he's a he's a man with an evil purpose. He has a goal, and he's not just like. He's not like um, I guess outside of maybe the first Friday the Thirteenth and maybe the first Nightmare on Elm Street where it's like Freddy's doing this with for a specific reason and it was like Jason's mom doing it for a specific reason, but like Michael Myers has always been different because he's a man who's doing a specific thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and these three movies in particular kind of make up their own history of Michael Myers. Yeah, they, they start making him, like, magical and just, it, yeah, like, it's it, uh, the curse of Michael Myers. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah, they were trying to find a way to explain why this guy is so badass and why can't he be taken down. Right. Um, but as we see, um, he can be taken down because he gets shot several times. And then we continue that story 40 years later with uh, the current Halloween. But... After that funny cult history of Michael Myers, we land upon Halloween H2O, people. Yes, 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 yes. And I have no idea where this falls um, in the timeline of everything. Yeah, is it like another part two? Like, or uh, is there is there a, a, a fourth it, part two? It's like a part two to the original part two yeah because we get laurie strode now with a new with a like pretty much in like a, a witness protection program um with a different name she's like the head mistress or principal or something or dean of a school with josh hartner as her son michael myers somehow finds her again like i said i don't know how they came up with this one it's it's the 2000s you know the who knows how people came up with anything uh, yeah it's 
H2O. Yeah, it's <laughs> the 20th anniversary. That's why, honestly, that's why they released it. Because it was the 20th anniversary of the movie. It was in 1998. So they were like, fuck it, let's let's do another one. And Jamie Lee Curtis has doing nothing. So let's, let's put her in a movie. Yeah, that was in the period where she was doing nothing, right? Because, yes. like, when was True Lies? Know, True Lies was, was like 94, right? True Lies was like 94, 95. And then she dropped off after that. Right. And then she came back. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah. now she's back. So yes, good very for much Jamie so. Curtis. And dude, then she um, knows how to play. Yeah, like, dude, she, she knows, knows how to fucking play her game. Dude, she's she, she, she's been milking Halloween for the longest time. So good for her. She's she's been playing the long game though. She but got um, uh, she speaking got of getting us, uh, the <laughs> ending of H two O. If you guys don't remember, she chopped the head off of Michael Myers. But then we get Halloween Resurrection, right? <laughs> Where he's yeah. back somehow. So yeah, man. Um, uh, it, Resurrection is the one with uh, Buster Rhymes, right? You know it. You know it. <laughs> um, he, that, he like kung fu's him and survives, dude. All right, well, listen. We'll get into that. I got some. We'll definitely get into that. But we were like, how do they have resurrection if she, if she chopped off his head? So apparently, Michael Myers isn't as dumb as he looks. Um, apparently, he switched his costume with a paramedic and he put the mask on a paramedic and the head she chopped off was a paramedic's head. So knowing this, Laurie Strode wanted to kind of kill herself <laughs> in, the, yeah. in, in the beginning of Resurrection. Um, but then I guess to cut off that that tie to the movie, she gets killed in the beginning by Michael Myers, who actually returns and finds her in this asylum. Um, and then I think he drops her off the building or something and she dies. Uh, but then we get him... Going back to Haddonfield, where Buster Rhymes and Tyra Banks have this show on MTV or MTV at Jace, want these kids filming in this house. Um, and then, you know, hilarity ensues, and Buster Rhymes ends up fighting fucking Michael Myers. And that's also hilarious. But one very important thing, which I think should be addressed, was that in this iteration, in this 2000s iteration of Michael Myers, H2O and Resurrection, I have to say, um, it's pretty awesome to see like the the two African American gentlemen in those movies do not die. LL Cool J, he does not die. I don't know how, because he definitely plays the stereotypical security guard, not paying attention, trying to write his romance novels. Um, and he gets stabbed, but he doesn't. Uh, he's not fatally injured or wounded, I should say, which is awesome. And Buster Rhymes goes fucking toe to toe. With fucking Michael Myers and fucking lifts to tell about it. And I thought that was really something special and a positive takeaway out of those two terrible Halloween movies. You know, uh, just just an aside, a complete aside. I've uh, if I ever get to be in like a horror movie, I've always wanted to be like the security guard, like the LL Cool J and Jace. <laughs> just like, just put me in one scene where it's like, you know, I'm just guarding something, or I'm like falling asleep, or be, you know, security you guard. Like falling stuff. asleep, it's like, uh, oh, hold on. Let me leave my post to get some coffee. Yeah, then you know, then my neck gets slit or something. Yeah, and then you turn around after you after you get your cup of coffee, like in Terminator Two, right? The yeah. guy's like, "Oh, um, hey, so and so, Edna or Agnes, whatever. I'll be back. I'm gonna get some coffee at the vending machine." And the guy gets his coffee, and they back in the day they had the coffee vending machines, and they had like the card game underneath the cup. 
So yeah, yeah. He, he was like, oh, sweet, full house, right? He turns around and he's like, hey, Agnes, whatever your name is, I got a full house. Turns around and gets stabbed right in the face by T-1000. <laughs> so um, yeah. that's the perfect role for anybody to get. Yeah, I've always wanted, like, just complete, just out of nowhere. Like, I've always wanted that kind of role. Just give me a good, like, give me a couple lines, like, literally, like, a line or two that's like, oh, I'm going to go hit the can or something. Oh, dude. Speaking <laughs> of that, speaking of that, like, um, taking ourselves now into the Rob Zombie Halloween oh, um, right. in, yeah. in territory, um, Ken Fourier has one of the best fucking cameos of um, of his life where he plays um this um oh fuck i forgot his name but he plays a trucker he plays a trucker and he is the one who uh, gets sacrificed in order for michael myers to get his clothes on you know um right. but there was this great fucking line where he it's like the 70s he has these chops this like this hairdo whatever he's looking in the mirror and he's like mm, 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 oh my goodness <laughs> and i'm like and he's just looking at himself like oh i'm such a sexy fucking man and i thought that was just one of the greatest things ever um, yeah man that's the, see, that that's that's the dream like yep. i i don't get where you know i'm not one of those people who's like oh put me in the movie but if you're gonna i want to die in one of these horror movies someday Dude, and, then, and, and, and then to top it off he, he's in the bathroom taking a shit and then Michael Myers knocks on the door, on the stall door, and then he's like, hey, um, uh, uh, just give me some time. Uh, I want to release this beast in peace. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, that's, that's dream, great. Man. You, you got to get got while you're fucking on the toilet. Yeah, and, it's it's the zombie movie joke, right? Yeah, Where it's exactly. like occupied. Hey, so like, come in on, here. come on, guy. You know, it's like, hey, you know what? Can you pass me the toilet paper on the other side? Yeah, and that's just gonna be like you're gonna see my hand go under the stall, be like, yo, bro, you gotta do toilet paper. And then, I mean, exactly. Or you see like the uh, a zombie actually pass you toilet paper. You're like, thanks, man. What's cool? Thanks, appreciate it, bro. And, and then yeah. you, you take a second look and you see a zombie hand. You're like, what the fuck is this? And then the yo. guy takes the stall down and and then you die while you're taking a shit. Yeah, you could just replace that with Michael Myers and do the Rob Zombie, like, uh, the stall kill. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't mind that one, actually. You know what's funny mind. about that? Like, speaking of stall kills, um, Rob Zombie, a franchise aside, um, there's not much to say about Ro- the Rob Zombie versions th- that we didn't say in the Rob Zombie episode. Right. So I'm not, so not going to stress too much on yeah, those. Yeah, you should, if the feeds at home should go check that one out. We, yeah. We go, we dive into him pretty hard. We need some more plays on that one, guys. Go listen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah um speaking of stall kills i think there is like a stall kill in like every halloween iteration um oh in yeah, the new one in the new one he kills the new ones the those teeth. journalists oh, right oh, that was that teeth that oh. was great that was great the and teeth that, scene man like yep. that's so good that was what a brutal good that's brutal like that alone is like you know you get my big thumbs up just for like the darkness and brutality of that scene Um, and then in the Rob Zombie version, you get the scene I just told you about where Ken Foria gets fucking got in the stall while taking a shit because Michael Myers need, he needs clothes and who else, (laughs) where else is he going to find clothes than at a gas station fucking, you know, service bathroom. Right. So he finds his clothes in every service bathroom, every service bathroom. He does it in H2O as well. Um, he does it in H2O and he does it in part two. Where Loomis is even no, I'm sorry, not part two. It was one of the, um, 
I think the revenge of Michael Myers, the return of Michael Myers. Yeah, he, it was it was part four or five. Yes, I remember. He, he follows him to the gas station. Yeah, he finds all this all this dead bodies, and then the gas station blows up because Michael Myers like was trying to <laughs> run over him, and he hit the fucking gas thing. It was fucking weird, dude. Good, good, like. Yeah, good catching that, Arturo. Yeah, That's man, I, I'm a, I'm telling you, I'm a big Halloween fan. Now, and now I'm gonna look for at, I'm gonna look during kills and ends to see if there are two more, you know, dude, to end the series with. And one of the funniest things of that timeline, in the middle of that cult, um, uh, uh, Michael Myers was Loomis always bragging about how he shot him six times, um, <laughs> and it was a great meme on the internet, man. That was fucking just gold. And if you understood that inside joke about that about halloween it was absolutely hilarious it was um uh shit i wish i fucking remember man um but if you know i what? do the, the feeds at home will see it on course feeds yeah exactly yeah. it's on there if i do i'll reshare it again for you guys when we put out this episode um but it was a uh, um uh just a meme of him saying oh i shot him six times um and the whole movie, it's so funny because that's all he says to the cop. I shot him six <laughs> times. I shot him six times. And it's like, we get it. He's still alive. You shot him six times, bro. Um, but yeah, like there's certain things in the Halloween franchise that, um, that, are, that are cool. Like those stall kills. Look for the stall kills. He always, like I said, he always finds his coveralls in a mechanic shop. And then he, you know, somebody has to die for those coveralls. And yes. I'm surprised he finds people his size. He's a big dude. That's so wild that, yeah. Yep. Every time, I, every time. I've it's never like, once put that together. Dude, every time he needs a wardrobe change, oh, let me go hit up a mechanic shop. Yeah, because. I, I need some coveralls. The new one was a, me- a mechanic shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was It was a yeah, car. I'm t- yeah. I'm telling you, in H2O, it happens again. They find an abandoned fucking truck at some gas station. It wow. happens. It happens um, during that cult portion of it as well. Um, wow. And I think it happens. Um, it happens in the original as Man, well. And so stall kills are just as much of a staple as his mask and his stall kills and killing mechanics. <laughs> oh so that's yeah, what, man! So Michael Myers has no mercy for anybody at all, <laughs> and anybody who fixes fucking cars. He's like, I don't need. No one needs their fucking vehicles fixed. Let's kill these fucking mechanics. And also, I need a, a wardrobe change, so it doesn't hurt, you know. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, this franchise of Halloween, um, I'm very excited to see what they're going to give us because I believe next October, right? Yes. Um, yes. October are we 2020. Them, are we getting them a month apart or is that no, no. a year so, apart, right? Yeah, we're getting uh, October 2020 uh, Halloween Kills and then 2021 Halloween Ends. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. I yeah. hope that does not disappoint. Yeah, and and with a title like Halloween Ends, the, that's setting up something pretty huge. So you know you can't you can't like do a run back on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but again, they have the same a creative team back. Uh, John Carpenter mm-hmm. again gives his blessing, and I think he's doing the music again. I think he's doing the music along with his son, I believe, who's also oh, does man. the same thing as he does. I believe. You know, that's that's something we didn't bring up uh, during that music in the in the new one was so good. Oh yeah, he updated his theme, and yeah, it's, it's fucking perfect. It's a, it's great. Oh, it's great. Dude, it's so good. We we talked about reboots and remakes uh, <laughs> in like the last. <laughs> episode yep like halloween's a good way to do it a, a good like sequel boot like yep. it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like creed you know how creed's like rocky seven and also creed one 
Yes. You know? yep. <laughs> oh man. Ooh. Yeah, dude. It's um. Let's see what happens, man. I'm excited. I don't think you know what at this point. Whatever, man. Like I'm. I'm happy you gave me um the 2018 Halloween. Um, That's so true. If if you give me two more and it's in the same kind of you know quality, you know, you know, I can fuck with that shit, you know. Yeah, because um, you've so, already watched through like ten of them of dude, like varying quality. I've seen the so. worst of the worst of Michael Myers, <laughs> and I've rewatched it several times. That's the thing. Like, I'm a huge fan of Michael Myers and the Halloween franchise, um, and I've sat yeah. through all these movies several times. Um, even the worst of them, even Resurrection, I've just put in the background <laughs> just to see Buster Rhymes kick some ass. Yeah, because it's you know? your it's your big one, right? Like, yes, yes. Halloween is. is your big franchise. It is like um uh, that's my that's my horror. You know what I mean? Like that's right. where my love of horror stems from. Um, uh, it stems from John Carpenter's filmmaking and the way he just did the original one. Um, how he built the tension up, how he built this character up to just be this unstoppable force while still being human. You know what I mean? Um, and it's it's the best, man. You can't really get any more than that. He is the original slasher. Um, yeah. If you, if you look at the timeline, he was the one that started it all um, out of that Mount Rushmore of horror guys, which I guess people would put Jason, Freddy, and I guess Chucky on there because of just the timeline. Um, but th- Michael Myers uh, is definitely one of the the OGs. And I love how we've gotten all these different iterations of him. Um, I really enjoyed, by the way, Rob Zombie's Myers because they got Taylor Maine, um, who played Sabretooth in the X-Men movies, to play, Rob Z- uh, to play Michael Myers. And he's just this tall, fucking big, yeah, like, fucking just tall man. And, tall and lanky and just like the kind of thing, like the kind of person you want for like. Not even to- lanky, though. The dude's fucking like he was solid, dude. Oh, yeah, that's true. He was yeah, solid. He just has long arms. And, yeah. Like, he's. He fills him out. And, He's uh, a big fucking just piece of man <laughs> that they just got to play this guy. And what's even what even more what got me even more with that Halloween two Rob Zombie's version was um, how he comes back and finds the mask and the mask is all broken up. But then he has this gnarly fucking beard going on, and then he's wearing right. this mask that's broken. You see the beard coming through, and just the visual of that is just fucking like honestly, that's that's. That's fucking like joy gasm. You know? It's that's Rob Zombie. Like that's yeah. the that's the great zombie influence where he it's yes. just a little it's just a little degraded, just a little Dude, you know. It just like you see the fact that this guy's has pretty much lived this vagrant lifestyle, like yeah, like looking for Laurie Strode this whole time. He's lived in squalor. He's lived in fucking who knows where. Um, I think in his old house. He has this huge ass beard, which I just fucking love because knowing that Michael Myers has a sweet beard is just fantastic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, I'm very excited to see where this takes us. Um, and I hope you guys watch Halloween um, any point at any point in time in this October. Uh, watch Halloween. 
Doesn't matter which one. Go enjoy yourself. You can watch even The Curse of Michael Myers, Revenge, or Return. Um, they're all fun movies to watch if you forgive a lot of things. <laughs> but um, thanks for joining us tonight in this conversation, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, don't forget to check out our social feeds. Um, we're on Instagram at Corpse Feed. On Facebook, we're at Corpse Feed. Um, check out the website with all the with the original morgue, which is where we have all the old reviews for music and movies. Check out the Twitter that sooner or later I'll get on that again. Don't forget to message me if you have anything on, on Instagram, any kind of art, any kind of music, just message away. I love to plug you guys out there. All you all you awesome artists, um, I love to plug you guys. You know, I don't charge for that yet. <laughs> but um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And don't forget, guys, it's a scary world out there, but we're here to walk you through it. 